Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. Today is December 26th. It's the day after Christmas. It's Boxing Day. Uh, it is uh, 2021. So here we are getting ready to roll towards the new year. And we have an interesting week ahead. Uh, what we like to do here on the Weekly Weather is give you an idea of what's going on in the heavens above. And right now, Mercury is out of bounds. The Mercury, of course, is the communicator, the traveler, the energy of how we get from one place to the other, the messaging, the ideas, the communication. So Mercury is in the process of sextiling Neptune. Neptune, of course, dissolves things. So we've had a lot of communication and travel stuff. We've had all these flights cancel all around the world, not just in the United States, with Mercury, the planet of transportation, out of bounds, the god of transportation, out of bounds, saying, eh, let's sextile that Neptune and let's see if they really want to get there. In my case, I'm in a new building and the elevator went out <laughs> Friday morning. I'm on the sixth floor. I'm like, you're kidding me, right? I'm having people for thanks for Christmas. I got to climb up and down the stairs. You know, I have to go down and let them in because the buzzers are, you know, it's, you get a key to get in the stairwell, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Mercury rules stairs. I did more stairs in the last few days than I've done in many, many a year. My little knees, Capricorn rules knees, Mercury's in Capricorn. My little knees are going, ouch, 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 every time I move. Although, I have to say, I'd been saying I was going to go on an exercise program when I got here to Florida, and I guess I hadn't started yet. Uh, so the the Mercury has made it happen. And also, you know, if you've had a reading in the last couple of weeks, I've had a lot of communication stuff because Mercury's been out of bounds and aspecting Neptune and just, in general, cranky. So he's still cranky this week, but he does shift at the end of the week. On January 2nd, out of Capricorn into Aquarius, he also comes in from out of bounds on the 28th. So things can calm down a little then. And, of course, Mercury in Capricorn is very serious-minded, He's very conscious about what he wants to do. So he's going to, before he comes in from out of bounds or as he's coming in, he's going to meet up with retrograde Venus and he's going to meet up with uh, retrograde or with Pluto and Capricorn. And remember, this week they had their second of three. They're going to have another conjunction at the end of the month. So Venus and Capricorn are, and Venus and Pluto and Capricorn are taking things very seriously. And as Mercury meets up with them on the 28th and the 29th and the 30th, he's going to be saying, yeah, let's take that seriously. He has a square to Eris on the 28th, so it can be a little bit of an argumentative energy. But then in Capricorn, he's, he's a solid committer. He's a handshake deal kind of guy. He says he's going to do it, he's going to do it. So we have a nice energy with Mercury this week, even though he is kind of playing with us with the airplanes and the communication. And so if you've had communication snafus or you're in the middle of a recording with a client and they go, I can't hear you anymore, and you go, okay, Mercury, can we be friends? You know, a little supplication never hurts. Uh, so Mercury this week is going to run from 20 Capricorn to, to Aquarius. So he's going to shift signs on January 2nd, where he then gets in a much nicer place, much happier when he goes into Aquarius. He's in his exaltation there. But this week, he still is a little, he's a little crotchety. He's a little, like, what did you say you were going to do? Did you do it? 
You didn't do it. Okay, I'm going to take out the elevator. You can climb the stairs. Now, I, I don't want to say that I'm the one that took out the elevator, but it's understanding you're going to be, your words are going to come back to haunt you. <laughs> your, the things you said, yeah, you know, I said that. And, I, you know, at the time I meant it. But now with Mercury and Capricorn, he's like, well, you said you were going to do it. And so you have that commitment thing that's part of Mercury and Capricorn's job this week, where he really wants you to understand your commitments. And remember, he's been out of bounds for a while. So when he comes back in, he stops really pulling it, you know, really pulling on us. Now, one of the things, of course, Mercury represents as writers. And, of course, Joan Didion, who is one of my favorite writers, died uh, this week, I think yesterday. And... Um, and so I found one of her pieces that I've always, you know, I kind of rip out things and put, I have this little book at home that I type things in that I really like. And so I found this, and I'm going to read it to you. So this is from Joan, Our, her advice to us this week, and she is a delicious, delightful, uh, precise, precise, precise writer. She practiced learning how to type by typing Hemingway. And I always loved Hemingway and his precision in his words. But this is Joan Didion's words. I'm not telling you to make the world better because I don't think that progress is necessarily part of the package. I'm just telling you to live in it, not to endure it, not just to suffer it, not just to pass through it, but to live in it, to look at it, to try to get the picture, to live recklessly, to take chances, to make your own work and take pride in it, to seize the moment. And if you ask me why you should bother to do that, I could tell you that the grave is a fine and private place, but none, I think, do there embrace. Nor do they sing there or write or argue or see the tides change or touch their children and that's what there is to do. And get it while you can, and good luck at it. Um, she always took the way it was told to us and helped us see the way it really was. That's one of the beauties of her writing. Is when She would look at a situation, she would connect with it, she would bring it to you and then talk to you about it. And one of the things I always <laughs> loved about her work was that ability to capture the essence. And I, I always felt her work, when, you know, when I started studying astrology, astrology was like that. It was the, the communications, the precise communications from the heavens to us about what we can do and how we can get there and what would make it better if we did this, that, or the other thing. So there's a lot of energy here around how do we do this? What is our next chapter? And we're going to have Jupiter go this week into Pisces. Now, he has been, he had two months in Pisces back in May and June. And, of course, if you remember, that's when I went, no, 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 don't take off your mask. Don't take off your mask. That's when they said, take off your mask. It'll be the summer of sex. It'll be the summer of party. I'm like, no, no, no. Jupiter's in Pisces. No, no, no. No, no, don't take off your mask. And, of course, he went back retrograde into Aquarius, and now he's where he was when we had to put our masks all back on last spring. And now he's about to go back into Pisces again, where he will be, he will be there until May. And then he goes into Aries. 
and then as he goes into Aries for a while, then he's going to retrograde back into Pisces for a schmidgey down the road. So what that means is, you know, we've still got this pandemic for a little while longer. You're your favorite astrologer here, me. Hopefully I'm your favorite. And if I'm not, I know you like me because you're listening to the podcast. Um, I've been, you know, watching this virus pretty astrologically. And when Mercury was in Pisces was when we heard about it. And then when the sun, when Mercury went into Aries, it hit. And when the sun and Venus were in Pisces, we heard about it. And when the sun and Venus went into Aries, it hit. And when Mars was in Pisces for two months last year, and we we heard it was spreading, you know, it hit, it hit the big cities, but that's when it really kind of spread through the rural areas. Pisces. Pisces is infections. Pisces is slow. Pisces is fluid. Pisces does rule hospitals and epidemics and uh, things that spread. Um, that rules virus, things you can't see, viruses, bacteria, all that stuff. I mean, we know they're there, but they're roaming around. Rules literally sneezing, interestingly. I'm not quite sure why Pisces rules sneezing, maybe because stuff comes out and you can't hang on to it. But when it went back into Aries, when Mars went into Aries last year for six months, we had the COVID, right? And then the vaccinations came, everybody's happy, moving along. Now we have Jupiter and Pisces. Now he's going to spread it. How much, we don't know, but we do know when we get to April, we're going to have a really big aspect um, when Jupiter meets up with Neptune for the first time in 165 years in Pisces. More on that later. But as he enters Pisces now, this week, it's a lot about what the dream is. What are you working on the dream? How are you working on the dream? What does it look like? And, of course, as he enters Pisces on December 28th, We have the planets Mercury, Venus, and Pluto all gathered together in Capricorn. So it's an interesting energy because they're there in late Capricorn, and and Jupiter right now has been in what's called a semi-sextile, a little bit of a stressful energy. But he goes into Pisces, and he softens it up a bit, but it's still moving, still spreading. So we definitely know we're in for a little bit of a run with this virus. We also have Mars this week running from 10 Sagittarius to 14. He does have a sextile to Saturn on the 29th. That's a helpful aspect because it does kind of say, okay, these are the things we're going to work on, and that's going to be right after the Jupiter goes into Pisces. So we'll watch to see what that is. Sextiles are helpful. They help us get stuff done. It is a closing sextile, so it wants to harness things. And remember when COVID started, was when Mars hit those Capricorn planets in March last of 2020. So the good part is we're in the closing sextile, Mars, and there's been a two-year run with this virus, and the closing sextile does give us some hope or some optimism or some opportunity for uh, new stuff. So we're going to watch what comes in then that feels a little more optimistic. And we also have Mercury just really kind of wild this week, First up with his out-of-bounds nature, then with his sextile to Neptune. Then he kind of calms down. He meets Venus and Pluto, and he makes a deal with them. That's going to happen the 29th and the 30th. And there, remember, Venus and Pluto have met up twice now. They met a while ago, and then they met just last week. And they're figuring out what the vision is. And, of course, Venus is retrograde, so it can be an old vision coming forward. It can be an old person coming forward. It can be going back to something you used to do that you liked going back and cleaning out things and figuring out what that looks like for you. Where do you want to go with that change? And then as Mercury uh, continues in his little Capricorn path, 
he's going to meet up with Mars and Pluto by declination on the 30th and the 31st. That does kind of imply that we're going to have a lot of, you know, quiet. <laughs> we're going to have a canceled New Year's, the somber New Year's maybe, because Mercury's in Earth and he's meeting up with Mars and Pluto who are, you know, hanging out and uh, talking to each other by declination, meaning they're all on the same line, right? So when planets are on the same line, the same latitude above and below the Earth, they have like secret deals. It's kind of like when you have the organization chart of a company and -and so-and-so reports to so-and-so reports to so, but the person underneath you is having an affair with your boss. So there's a secret communication going on between Mars and Pluto that the rest of us are not privy to. But Mercury, Mercury's going to go rolling through them. First he's going to talk to Pluto on the 30th, and then he's going to talk to Mars on the 31st, and he's going to get the scoop. So we'll see what he, we'll see what he comes back with. Because he's, you know, he's been, he's been out there gathering information. And remember, he tells you like it is. You might not like what you hear, but he tells it like it is. And then Mercury enters Aquarius on the 2nd of January, which is a much more optimistic perspective, and he has a nice aspect to the nose of fate on January 2nd. So seeing what you see, seeing who you connect with, seeing who you work with. So Mercury this week is a very mixed bag. Uh, Right now with the Neptune, we can anticipate the flight cancellations a little longer. Hopefully they fix my elevator Monday, like they said they would. (laughs) But I'll be going up and down the stairs some more. I'm glad I didn't buy an apartment on the 16th floor, right? Only on the 6th. Um, Blessings and things. So the sun right now is in Capricorn, and it runs to 13 Capricorn this week. It does have quintiles this week with the nodes of fate uh, today on the 26th and also on the 28th. So you want to meet, you might meet important people that you want to talk with, work with, write with, create with. Remember, nodes are at the very last degrees of Gemini Sag, getting ready to shift, for finishing up their 18-month journey that they've been doing for a while and getting ready to change out. Uh, we also have the sun in a square to Chiron, which can be words that hurt, uh, an awareness of things that hurt that don't feel quite right. And the sun is parallel Mercury, so even though they're not... Uh, connected by by zodiac degree because the mercury's at 20 and the sun's at five when they meet by declination there's a feeling of unity and commitment great ideas coming together seeing how it works and then the sun has a trine to uranus on january 1st which is positive now remember last week on the 24th or actually two days ago on the 24th saturn and uranus had their third of three squares where they said okay we have brought to your attention everything you need to do to know how to change, and now go do it. And we've been working on this all year. You've been, I've been saying to you, you know, you got to have a vision, you got to have a thing, blah, blah, blah. a little naggy. I apologize if it's felt a little naggy. Or you're like, I don't know what my vision is. Stop saying that. Now the planets are separating. <clears throat> they are not going to meet again for many, many years. This is a once-every-45-year aspect. Rev your engines, because the universe is moving forward and it's saying, ready or not, we are going forward. Jupiter's going into Pisces, Mercury's going into Aquarius, Saturn is leaving Uranus. Uranus is going to station in a couple weeks and go direct, and then she'll come over this point one more time, so that'll be one more opportunity to change, but Saturn's already gone. He's out of here. 
So we have this huge shifting energy. And Uranus, of course, is in a fixed sign. It's in Taurus. It doesn't like to change. Venus is retrograde, kind of dragging its feet, kicking and I don't really want to. I'm not sure. It's just, you know, when Venus is in Capricorn, she's a little bit impatient with Uranus uh, in his, um, in Taurus especially, because she rules him and she's trying to tell him what to do and then he's doing what he wants to do. So she can't really control him. And then when you really think about it, you know, you really can't control other people. You can either get along with them or not or figure out what's important or not. Now, I have had my brother came in on the 20th. My sister and husband came in on the on the 22nd. They left this morning. My brother's here through the 31st. So I'm living with my siblings. My brother hasn't been home for Christmas since 1982, the year of my mother, last year of my mother's life, and the last Christmas we had. Him and he's been home, but not for Christmas. So it's been interesting to live, because we're all here in my new apartment, um, and he's really cleaning things out. He likes to clean things out. He's a minimalist, and if you've ever been to my apartment in New York, I am not a minimalist. I have 14 bookcases that are full and, you know, a very full home. So he's like, can we throw this away? Can we throw this? Now, none of this stuff is mine, right, because I inherited the apart- inherited this stuff with the apartment. But sometimes I'm like, no, I can't do that right now. You're you're pushing me too fast. And then other times I'm like, yeah, you whatever you want, do it. And then other times it's like, no, I want it like this. So I've really been watching myself with these aspects and the reaction to it. So it's it can be those three things. Yes, I'm willing to change that. I, I am, I am, I am. Saturn square Uranus, change it, change it, get rid of it, throw it away. Other times it's, what are you doing? What are you doing? Now, I'm not particularly wedded to this apartment. You know, I've had friends threaten to hire a uh, compactor and put it outside the window and throw things out of my window from the fifth floor. Just give me the weekend and a compactor, in. I'm like, no, you're not getting keys to my house. Um but, you know, this is not my stuff. I don't have an attachment to it, right? But I'm also being asked to change it, find it, mutate it. So watch where you're being asked to change, find, mutate, shift. This week has a lot of that energy. And, and shifting things in ways that will help you, that will help you move forward because Uranus and Saturn had their last of three squares. We've been talking about how they're pushing us to change, pushing us to shift into new directions, into new ways of thinking, into new ways of being. Take Joan Didion's advice. Embrace it. Live it. Have a good time with it. Uh, expand. 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 And then um, we also have moons with nice closing aspects this week. So for the most part, they're sextiles and trines. Uh, the January, the New Year's Eve moon is a square. <laughs> You know, so we may not be having a good time on New Year's Eve because it's Moon and Sagittarius Square and Neptune. But the rest of the moons are all pretty, pretty positive endings. Uh, right now, the Moon is in. Uh, was earlier today, it was in Virgo, and the last aspect was a trine to Pluto, and then it went in uh, this morning. It went into Libra uh, around 11:23, uh, and the last aspect will be a trine to Jupiter on the 28th, and then it will go into Scorpio on. About six minutes after it leaves Libra, after it leaves Libra, it goes into Scorpio on the 28th, and that last aspect is a sextile to that Mercury and Capricorn. Really good decision making, 28th, 29th, 30th, 
And then the 30th, it goes, it goes void at 12.09 with a sextile, and it enters um, Sagittarius at 6 o'clock. So there'll be a void moon on the 30th for about six hours. And then the last aspect for the moon in Sag is a square to Neptune, which is an overdoing energy. And then it's void all day January 1st. It's void at 3.15 in the morning, and it doesn't go into Capricorn until 6 o'clock at night, January 1st. Those are all East Coast times. Right. So as we're watching the week unfold, we know that it's got moons that are about relationships, moons that are about passion and intensity when it's in Scorpio, moons that are about wisdom, acknowledgement, learning things when it's in Sag, and moons that are about practical, reliable, dependable, down-to-earth when it gets into Capricorn. And the last aspect for the moon in Cap will be a conjunction to Pluto. So we have good good aspects, the Donald Blanford days, the DB days. Um, the one that is probably the stressful most, most stressful, is the 28th. A couple reasons for that. The moon in Libra is square to all the Capricorn planets, to Mercury, to Venus, to Pluto, boom, 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 boom. And so it can feel pressed upon to have to make decisions. And, of course, Venus the moon in Libra is answering to a Venus who is retrograde in Capricorn. So usually those decisions are no's. No, 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 no. So as long as you know it's a day of no, you know, just accept it and don't argue with it. Just say, oh, it's the day of no. I'm going to get no's. No, 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 no. Uh, and then hopefully I get a yes which will be on the Scorpio moon, which is on the 29th. And, of course, at that point, at 11 o'clock at night on the 28th, Jupiter is also at the last degree of Aquarius. Now, if you know Aquarians, and I do, we love those people, but they do say no first. They always go, no. And then they think about it, and then they go, all right, well, maybe. And so that energy is very prominent on the 28th. It's a day of no, but it's not no in a mean way. It's no and a, no, I don't really think this is working for me, no. And then we get to Scorpio, and it's like, oh, okay, this is working for me. And so we get into a more positive frame on the 29th and the 30th. The 30th, of course, has that void moon for six hours uh, from 12.10 p.m. to 6.08 p.m. Eastern. So it does have a lot of yes energy early in the morning. And then when we get to lunchtime, not so much. Now, for U.S. Coast folks, when we get to what, not 12 minus 3, when we, you, know, not, you don't have a whole lot of yet. you got to get up really early, go hiking in Griffin Park or whatever. And then New Year's Eve has good aspects. And then the first and the second moon's in Capricorn. It's a serious uh, New Year's moon. You know, it's moon in Capricorn is not a lot of parties. It's kind of a more of a somber, got a more of somber feel. And that's okay. You know, it is a contemplative time. The planets are in contemplative moods. And also, when we get into that Sag moon and we get into the Capricorn moon, the moon is going to be out of bounds. So we're going to feel that out of bounds energy very, very strongly in terms of um, our lives and where we're going and what we're doing. So this week, you know, it's a great week to do reflective work. I always take this week off. Um, a bunch of work i got to do, finish up the year mail-out readings and stuff, but... It's a, it's, a, it's a really good contemplative time, if you can. I mean, obviously, sometimes you can't. But there's a lot of energy in the planets that are kind of asking you to reflect. Reflect on where you are in your life. Reflect on your choices. 
because I will tell you, once we get into the new year, once Jupiter gets his little traction in Pisces, he's just entering it uh, this week, but once he gets a little traction in Pisces, he goes really fast. That's one of the signs he rules. So he is going to really hit the hit the brakes, or take his foot off the brakes and hit the accelerator and go vroom. So you want to kind of be ready for that, and you're going to feel the vroom invitation, the first and the second, and then you're going to feel the accelerant when Mercury hits that north node on January 2nd. So uh, it's an interesting week. It's, it's uh, you know, just pay attention. It's deep. It's profound. Things are really coming up for people emotionally uh, because the nodes are at such a, a sensitive degree and because Jupiter is going to be squaring the nodes. So he's an orb of the square. Remember, he's 29 Aquarius. Going to shift into Pisces. Going to square the nodes. Going to do that next week, Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, the third and fourth of January. But that's an opening, an open invitation, an open expansion, a lot of new ideas. And it's also what we call in the bends when Jupiter squares the nodes, which often asks us to make really important decisions. Yeah, you can feel it, can't you? You can feel there's like really important decisions just hovering just a smidge out of reach. You can feel like, yes, yes, I can feel that hovering. I can feel that connection. I can feel that expansion happening. I can feel there's something right there. And that's the thing to focus on, because it's not here yet, but it's right there. It's coming in soon. Hopefully that gives you some ideas about how to work with the week. Uh, Rose and I, she took vacation time too, so we haven't really coordinated because I had a house full. But now that most of them have left, my brother's still here for a few more days, but he likes to read. Um, So I'll be working on getting the uh, 2022 forecast up, and we'll have more an email going out for you with more information about the school uh, that's starting next month, um, how it's set up, what your options are, different ways of approaching it, and uh, and then, of course, the cruise. Obviously, the cruise ships are all having exciting, exciting things. And last year it got canceled. And this year I'm kind of looking at all that Pisces going, well, that could be a boat ride, but that could be a lot of COVID, too. So um, it does seem to be showing up as a lot of COVID, too. You know, you, you don't want to be a negative astrologer, but um, sometimes I'm a negative astrologer. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'll keep you posted on the cruise. Obviously, those are conversations that are happening above my pay grade because I'm just uh, I'm one of the one of the people speaking on the cruise. Um, so that w- that is still in March, still scheduled, uh, but you know, don't pay yet because we don't know what's going on. So, but well, we will do it because it'll be fun and we'll have a really good time when we do do it. And it will be two days of lectures at sea, and then landing and going and exploring islands and having dinner together and having cocktails together and laughing and talking astrology and that kind of it'll be fun it'll be a lot of fun and the, and there's two days of lectures at sea, when we're traveling when we're at sea um so i will give you more information on that when i have it and otherwise hope you have a great week uh it is fun happy new year happy solstice merry christmas happy hanukkah happy boxing day happy kwanzaa Whatever you celebrate, whatever is your joy of light, whatever brings your heart happiness, uh, try and focus on that. There's a lot of Neptune in the sky, and it is aspecting Vesta, 
So it's really a good time to just kind of stare at the lights, light some candles, Festus and Sag, and just light some candles and stare at them. Because that can really be very comforting. Something about flame and the inspiration that comes from it, especially as it dances and moves. So hopefully you have a great week of December 26th, and I'll catch you back here next week. This is Ann Ortley, and I am signing off from the turquoise desk, not the bright red desk, the turquoise desk, overlooking Boca Ciega Bay in St. Petersburg, Florida. Have a great week, folks. And there's the British lady telling me I'm done. Uh, Have a great week and a wonderful, wonderful time. Be very gentle with yourself this week. People are running really sensitive, including you, with that Mercury, Venus, Moon, Mercury, Venus, Pluto conjunction. But Venus Venus is retrograde, so there's just a lot of of sensitivity out there. So try and be kind. Uh, If you can't be kind, be quiet. (laughs) Or or say it, but maybe say it, like, to your pillow. (laughs) We just don't need any more mean stuff out there. Have a great one. Bye-bye.